What's going on, guys? So, welcome to the Secure the Bag podcast. This is the very first episode. Um, we're first to the first episode, so technically, not we're first. not going to call this the first episode, even though this is going to be the first video that's going to be out there. Uh, our first episode is going to be with a guest, Dr- Jordan Welch. We dive in deep, talk about a lot of different things, and super actually excited to have that be on the channel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been kind of a grind to get this podcast going. We're out in Miami right now. This is like probably our fourth trip out here. <laughs> yeah. In maybe two months period, right? Yeah. It's, uh, we, we, you know, one thing that we kind of learned after coming to Miami is that there's a lot of people, um, you know, our age doing, you know, crazy things Very that well. we network with, um, which is, which is super beneficial. I feel like if you, kind of surround yourself with people that are doing the same thing or, you know, even better, um, you know, you learn things and that's how you can kind of grow because perspective is everything, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just putting yourself in that environment and, you know, where I live, there's not many young entrepreneurs out there. So just to be in an environment full of killers who are doing stuff is somewhere you want to be. And I think that's why we're like attracted to here. And, uh, yeah, there's tons of killers here. So we have some good podcasts going down this week. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And in uh, this first one, I just, you know, I feel like, you know, me and Tan has been friends for almost three years now. Right? Three, yeah, almost three and, years. And, um, you know, it's kind of crazy how we met and, um, you know, that we became like this good friends that we've, you know, done a lot together, both business-wise and just, you know, you know, we, we travel and do a lot of cool stuff. So, it would be it would be actually cool to talk about that story how we how we met and uh For sure. it was a very uh random yeah know. yeah it was very random and you know led to the start of quite a bit of different business activities and ultimately this podcast and this podcast was started like purely off just you know me and fan just conversating on the couch after going out one night and we're like yo this content is good people need to hear this so we decided to start this podcast because we know this is a platform that we can just be ourselves be transparent and hopefully just dive deep into topics we're really interested in a lot of things but yeah i think we should really get into like the origin story and how we met because like us taking those actions to go to that event changed our lives forever. So I think like even describing the actions that we took that created business relations like this will greatly help people out in their networking. Yeah. Yeah. So the story is, uh, we actually, um, we're going to this event, uh, you know, it's a click funnel event, like funnel hacking hacking live. Yeah. If you don't know what click funnels is like, um, um, I mean, they don't like to be called a website, but you can build your own funnel. Funnel. It's like a website, but it's, it's easier way yeah. to explain it, right? Um, and uh, it's just like a lot of people that are interested in business, you know, and it's just like this big... Internet set. entrepreneurs. Internet entrepreneurs, yeah. And there's just like this big event where there's like, you know, a lot of speakers that share a lot of um, different, you know, uh, subjects, whether it's marketing, product, and there's so many like different things uh, that you can learn from. And there's a lot of people that go there. Yeah. I was so surprised by how many people there's are there. thousands. Thousands. And keep in mind, the tickets cost $1,000 for this event. And most people are scared to spend money on events. But you got to realize, like, the people who are paying are serious about being there. If you're going to a free event, most of the people there are, like, 
I don't know. They're, they're just not the same quality of people you're going to meet. Like most of the people we met at this event were really, really motivated individuals. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of crazy because, uh, you know, I started going to like different events and um, I think ClickFunnels was like my third or second event that I've actually went to. It was to, my like, very so, first. Yeah. And I was just going by myself. I didn't even know yeah, anyone there. So I was just like, yo, like I'm just going to go see what's up. I'm just going to learn stuff. And at the same time, see if I can, you know, meet new people that are in the same industry. And, you know, I met friends there, you know, ended up meeting uh, with Tana at ClickFunnels Life. So we actually ended up meeting in this event. Um, it was actually a party. Yeah, it was, it was a party. And uh, you, you, want, you want to hear a funny story of how I actually ended up in that party? Yeah, what happened? So what ended up happening was I, you know, that day I was wearing this jacket, right? Like it had like... It was a sick, sick jacket. Yeah, like, it was a really cool jacket. Throw a picture on the screen, editor. Yeah, I had. <laughs> but it was a really cool jacket. And, you know, a lot of people were like complimenting you, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, um, this, I, I talked to, um, you know, another creator and, you know, entrepreneur, Kevin David, um, about something, um, you know, I just had, like, had a question, and I talked to him, and then there was another guy with him. And, uh, uh, and we talked, and I left. And then at the end of the event, uh, well, it's like a three or four day. It was a three-day event, right? Three-day, yeah. Yeah, three-day event. I think in the, sec- the end of the second day, I was uh, there was this round table with, like, a bunch of, you know, entrepreneurs that were doing well. You just ask them questions. So I was walking, and then this guy, he was like, the jacket guy, uh, you want to come to a party tonight? I was like, uh sure i was like who's gonna be there he's like yeah there's gonna be a bunch of people that are gonna network um you know a bunch of killers i was like sure yeah <laughs> sure i was like, all right g- cool i'll come so i actually ended up going there and that's where i actually met tan um how, how did you get there so yeah funny thing is i wasn't supposed to go to this party like it kind of just fell into my lap um so i remember like before i went to funnel hacking live my like reason to go there was like, all right, I'm going to go there and I'm going to meet a friend because over the last few years, I had just been stuck in my bedroom, kind of like doing entrepreneurship on my own. And it was like, I don't know, it just felt like I was in solitude and I needed more people around me that were doing big things. So that was my like goal when I went to the event. And there was this guy who I reached out to, Adam Thomas, who actually became a pretty good friend of mine. And um, Adam Thomas, he was a prior YouTuber. He actually makes drop shipping videos. And he connected me with this party. Basically, he got an invite. He told them, hey, Tan's a multi-seven-figure seller. Can you come to the party? And they were like, yeah, for sure. So I pull up to this party. We're in the middle of nowhere in Nashville, Tennessee. And I know absolutely no one at this party besides Adam. And I'm not too social when you go to an event with a bunch of people there. So I was just chilling downstairs outside. And there was these two kids there. And I just kind of started talking to them and one of them was this gentleman fan over here and it was really really interesting because we started talking I'm like how old are you dude he's like I'm 21 and the other kid was also 21 so we're like oh we're all 21 yeah and then we're like what do you do (laughs) Shopify dropshipping we're like what and then we started talking like the crazy thing is like all of us were just in such a similar spot in life. Like Fanwell was a multi seven figure seller. I was a multi seven figure seller. We were the same age, just so many similarities. And yeah. when I saw that, I was just like, honestly, a little bit mind blown because I was like, I've never met anyone in a similer position as me at a, as a 21 year old. So that was really, 
interesting and we didn't even become good friends that yeah. night yeah because i actually went to that event with a friend that i met before that event we actually went to like a few different ones uh but yeah i met the friend that i went with um at my first ever event that i went to mm-hmm. it was so random to the way we met but anyways so i went to that event. i was not even like me and town like talked for a little bit but we were not like you know friends friends then yeah. but then um you know we all got together at like, a different time. Yeah. Then we start talking. And we were having like this like weekly call. Remember those yeah. Zoom calls? So so like flashback, I think what happened was we went to that event and um obviously we, we didn't become really good friends there, but we all connected and we were like, yo, we're the same age. We gotta like do something. We gotta make something happen. So like three months later we planned a trip out to LA and it was all four of us. It was the buddy that I went to the party with who got me invited and this guy's buddy, and we all went to L.A. We stayed there for about a week. Fan didn't actually stay with us, so we didn't get to connect as much, but that was like the second time we met, and we did have some pretty crazy stories in L.A., including like the the cock chase. Yeah, so actually, this is is the crazy story, um, because... L.A.'s wild. L.A.'s a wild place. Um, While while they were staying together, I was actually out there with my mom, you know, helping over a few things. And so I didn't really have the chance to, like, stay with them at all. Uh, but uh, we met, like, a few nights, right, while I was out there? Yeah, yeah. I think two so nights. this one night, uh, we went out to, like, Hollywood, and then we were just, like, you know, walking around, like, you know, just chilling, like, looking. We can go to, like, a bar or so. And then next thing we see, like, you just this guy just sprinting towards us. Like, fast. It was, like, so fast. I was, like, what? He was going to run He almost us. knocked yeah, he almost me knocked out. His, yeah. yeah. If we're, like, anywhere... Yeah, if we were anywhere closer to that guy, it would just been knocked out. Knocked out. And then as soon as he passes us, like a second later, there's just like few c- cops just chasing him. On chasing, foot. Him. yeah. And I was like, holy, holy shit, this is actually crazy. This is an actual chase. Yeah. And then next thing we know, like there's a chopper in the air. There's like multiple cop cars. Like the whole area just yeah. got blocked. And I was like, holy shit. It, it wasn't just a few cop cars. Like yeah. I can confidently say it was over like probably 15 cop cars oh, yeah. that pulled up. Yeah. And it was one of those things that you're like, what the heck is going on? And actually, I was a little bit sketched out because what happened was apparently this man dropped a weapon while he was running. Yeah. So the cops came over to us, asked if they saw anything, if, oh, if yeah. he dropped anything. Yeah. <laughs> and th- that's when we started talking to the sergeant. Apparently, they actually caught this guy. But anyways, you know. Cr- and, they call- and they call that thing. Like, I was like, how in the world? Did you guys surround this place so quick? And why are there it was so in like many a minute, cop cars yeah. for one guy? And then he said, there's this thing they call, I don't know, like, there's this term for it where they just send as many cops as possible Hail to Mary, one, pl- yeah. Yeah, one place. And what he said is like, it makes the whoever's running like more intimidated and kind of feel trapped. Uh, and then, you know, obviously they caught him. But um, it was kind of crazy. It was so random. We're just like. LA is a weird it's a place, local man. local LA experience, right? Yeah, I mean that was Loki. That was kind of cool because yeah. you know I, I've I used to watch videos of like chases and stuff. It was, was kind of funny yeah. sometimes, and I saw like a whole a whole guy just running away. So yeah, was, but anyways, our like relationship kind of evolved from that point, and after that, we started doing these weekly mastermind calls, like you said, just kind of giving value back to each other and talking about life, and th- that went on for about six months or so. Fan and I were still kind of like close friends, but we hadn't really become like boys yet. And I think it took a few more months during the period of COVID. We realized like, you know, we're kind of like stuck at home, not much going on. So we just started hopping on calls all the time. Yeah. 
and we started like brainstorming like hey man like let's do some business together you know we both have like similar skill sets we both complement each other let's uh do something so we decided to start an e-commerce store together yeah yeah and then we killed it yeah talk talk about that a little bit yeah so um we actually ended up starting this uh e-commerce store and there we we were killing it out we were selling a product that was very you know advantageous to people at that time and now it's in like every retail store but we're like one of the first peoples that i kind of introduced that product definitely we you know we were killing it we're getting crazy returns and you know growing a business that fast you know there's a lot of issues that come with it Mm -hmm. right because it went zero to 100 it went zero to 100 it went like from making zero sales to 15k a day in like five days yeah which is which is kind of crazy yeah and you know when you start doing that when you go from zero to 100 there's a lot of issues like, you mm-hmm. know, payment process are going to be sketched out um, and, you know, shipping is going to be tr- like crazy because now you're one from ordering few here to like ordering hundreds of, you know, products. And sometimes the manufacturer doesn't have stock and they have to manufacture that and they have to send that out here from China because we're buying the product in bulk and we're fulfilling it from the U.S. for better shipping. So what ended up happening while we were doing that, was, you know, we we're killing it what ended up happening mm-hmm. we, we run into a few issues like you know one of the payment processors uh held you know majority of our, you know i think they were holding like 50 60 grand yeah uh, 60 grand yeah. yeah i think 60 grand from us um and then uh what ended up happening also was like one of our big shipments got held up in customs for like two weeks right more than two weeks than two and weeks. the problem was not even with customs it was fedex fedex yeah fedex screwed us like big time no so one was answering our tax yeah, calls which is yeah which is really bad uh bad business by the way i don't i don't use fedex anymore um, but yeah, that kind of messed us up and, um, you know, it caused a lot of delays. Customers are not super happy. And then we kind of, that, when all that happened, it killed got, our momentum, it right? It killed our momentum and we kind of got discouraged. Yeah. And, you know, now looking back at it, we, we kind of regret that. We definitely regret it. I mean, but, but the thing is like, I don't want to run a business that's not providing value. And if like our supply chain isn't on like fleek, then it, yeah. You run into issues. You do run into issues. But the thing is, we ended up solving the problem. We solving. just gave up after that. Yeah. Which, I don't know. Uh, looking back, it was like, eh, it was a lot of issues. But at the end of the day, like, best things in life, in my opinion, uh, you're going to have to go through a lot of adversity. For and sure. Problems. And I feel like that's something we should talk about. Because when is the time to quit something, quit doing something? Because I feel yeah. like... You know, everyone wants to refocus what they're doing, move on to another task, start a new business. But when's like the appropriate time to say like, hey, like this business is not getting me what I want out of it. It's time to focus on something else. To be honest, that's a very hard question, you know, because it just depends on, you know, it depends on what you want in life, right? Like, because if you're doing things for the sake of making money, uh, it's going to be very easy to like give up and to say like, I quit. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? But if you have like a deeper meaning to whatever it is that you're doing in life, um, quitting should not be an option. No. Quitting should not be an option. You, you know, I feel like everyone with the right, you know, mindset and with the right, like, work ethic can become and accomplish whatever they want, both financially, mentally, you know, emotionally, whatever in their life. For sure. They can accomplish it. It's, it just depends on like how bad you want it. Mm-hmm. If you really want something, and there's I, no quitting. I feel like when that turbulence comes, you know, when shit hits the fan, like when things aren't easy anymore, that's where you prove yourself. 
definitely because that's like the character building like when things are going well that doesn't define who you are because anyone can just ride a high but it's the people who can turn a negative situation and try to project it into something better and try to fix what you're doing and try to figure out how you can do better and i think that's like at the core of the concept of entrepreneurship, right? That is true. That is true. Because here's here's one of the things that I learned like significantly like the past two years, like through that experience and also to you know, through running some of the issues in my business right now is that it's every time, you know, shit hits the fan, like that's how you know you're gonna grow. Yeah. Like that's a sign. If you can if, if you, you can, can overcome go, yeah, it. Yeah, if you can overcome that you're going to be 10 times better after that. Because mm-hmm. now you know how to go through situations like this and come out, you know, come out of it stronger. Yeah, because what are the fucking chances that your business is going to be all highs and no lows? That's exactly. Like- and I feel like people just have this you know, expectation. And I feel like I blame social media for that yeah. uh, because you know, just entrepreneurship is just this glamorous thing. But you know, there's highs and lows with everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can you know, hold on, when times are rough, you, you're going to make it out. Yeah, and, and without the lows, there's no highs too, yeah. right? Yeah, you wouldn't know what highs are if there's no lows. Yeah, right? I think that's what people forget, right? Like, at the end of the day, if you don't experience bad, then you can't experience good. Exactly. I think that's, that's well said. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's what, back to your question, no, like, there's no quitting if you really want to make thing ha- things happen. Yeah. You know, it just, it's just how bad you want it. Definitely. If you want something bad, why quit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like you were saying, I think it really depends on your motivations for business because some people are running business just to make money. And, you know, I was like that when I first got started in entrepreneurship. I'm like, you know, it's a money grab. I need to support myself. I need to build myself up financially. And now my priorities have shifted. Obviously, while I'm trying to make money, my prime objective is to make impact also because at the end of the day, like your motivation for getting started with entrepreneurship or running your business will change once you're comfortable because like after you make, you know, X amount of money where money doesn't matter to you after you have money in the bank, you're just chilling. You couldn't care less whether, you know, you have to spend a couple grand today, then you become in this situation of a mindset shift. You're like, okay, I don't need money anymore, so why am I accumulating it? And for me, it's like I want generational wealth and I want to provide like value to the world because I feel like th- at th- that at the core is entrepreneurship, is providing value to other people and businesses. Yeah, yeah, because uh, your motivation really dictates how – you know, how much you can handle. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I think the reason... Exactly, when shit was, hits the storm, yeah. Yeah, because I think the reason I was able to kind of like overcome some of the issues that I've faced in life and business and just everything in general is because my motivation when I got into entrepreneurship and, you know, trying to make money is not to just make money. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't like making money, but this was more of, you know, helping my family, right? Because like, you know, I had a, I had a mom that had to work, you know, multiple jobs to be able to support us. And... You know, we didn't really have a lot, and I wanted to change that. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted something better for all of us. You know, I wanted to, you know, get be able to afford getting a house for you know my family and being able to make sure that everything is taken care of. That and my mom doesn't have to worry about anything financially, right? So that was like a deeper meaning, and that's I say this to everyone whenever they want to start into 
you know, get into like business or just entrepreneurship in general is like, you really have to know your why. Like, if you're just in it to make money, it's going to be very rough. So you have to understand and trying to figure out, like talking to yourself, you have to know why you want to be a better person, mm-hmm. both financially and, you know, when you have more money, obviously, there's a lot of things that will come with that. You know, a lot of freedom, a lot of um, a lot of things that would be introduced to. Um, exactly. And, and w- once you get that freedom, it becomes a question of how do you avoid the temptation of everything that the freedom provides? Because most people think like, oh, you know, once you have money, like, you're chill, mm-hmm. which I think is more so the opposite, because once you have something to lose, you have something to lose, right? That is true. That is true. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's all about also being content, you know, because, like, people can make the argument of, like, every time I say, like, hey, like, you can, you know, you have the potential, you know, sometimes I, you know, have conversations with people and, you know, mention, like, hey, you have the potential to do, you know, better in life, you know, financially, wherever you are. And, you know, some people are just content with where they are. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, so they're like, hmm. What do you think makes people content with, like, a $25,000 a year salary? Because for me, I just don't understand. Uh, that's that's a very that's a very hard question for me to answer. But in my opinion, um, I feel like the lack of resources, right? Like, here's the thing. If you're young, right, like if you're in your 20s, uh, young and don't have tons of responsibilities, you can take risks. Big risks. Big risks. But if you're in your 30s, 40s, you have a family to yeah. feed, you have a mortgage to pay, you can't you can't be taking risks. Shit serious, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. Like, I feel like people at a younger age have the ability to take more risk and try new things because they don't have a lot to lose. The more you have to lose, the harder it is for you to get outside of that comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. And like what you'll see in business, there's people who don't have anything to lose. And those are the people that you need to be scared of because they're very, very open to risk and they're not worried if they lose 10, 20% in their portfolio because they're thinking about the really big piece of the pie, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would say like for everyone, if you're if you're in your twenties right now watching this, even if you're in your 30s, if you don't have like a family yet, um, take risks. I honestly like if I didn't take the risk, if Tan did not take the risk to jump into something that we've never done or seen or you know, have experience with and yeah. be able to like come out the other side like being successful and you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's easy. It's it's not. No way. It's not. Just because you tried it does not mean that you're going to accomplish it. That's the that's that's why I say that you have to like stay consistent. And, like you have to understand that this is not. If it was easy, everyone would be doing. Yeah, it. that's what I try to tell everyone. Yeah. You know, I have people all the time send me messages on Instagram, and they're like, "Hey, you know, I started a Shopify dropshipping store and I launched ads, and I'm not making money." And I'm like, "You know what? I'm not surprised." Like. A business isn't guaranteed to make money. It's like when you bake a cake, you can take the same ingredients and you know it's going to equal a cake at the end of the day. But with business, there's just variables that you can't control. Like you can take the same exact concept of the first business you started, do it with the second business, and it just might not work out because there's so many variables like the market and just everything. So I don't think the action of doing is good enough. You need to be okay with just producing, putting yourself out there, taking risk, 
and doing until you start seeing success. Because the thing is, like, when you are young, you have that freedom to be like, okay, I failed five times. But hey, maybe the sixth time is going to be my big break. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And one concept that I really like, it's this graphic that was posted online. It's basically this guy who has a pickaxe and he's mining into this I don't know, like a dungeon. And basically, he's just an inch away from getting to the diamond. Let's throw that up, actually. Yeah, yeah. Let's put a little graph of that up. And basically, this guy's mining the diamond. And he would never know the diamond's right under that last layer unless he keeps going. And this is just like everyone in their entrepreneurship journey. Like Most of the time, the skill sets that you learn and the actions that you're doing aren't going to generate results in the beginning. A lot of them are compounding. And once you gather enough of those skills, resources, luck, and action mixed together, then you achieve success. That is true. And I feel like people are kind of caught up in this uh, instant gratification because we, we live in a time and space where you know, we're so used to that instant gratification. You post an Instagram photo, you get a like, you, your dopamine is like through it's the terrible, roof. It's terrible, dude. It's terrible. Like, you know, like we're, so, we're like trained, our mind is trained uh, for a dopamine rush. And if we don't get that, then we're not interested. Yeah. And our attention spans are now apparently less than a goldfish at six that seconds. That says a lot. Yeah. Which is, which is insane. So, like, the instant gratification part is what I think is also kind of holding people back. Because I, this is the concept that I like to give for everyone that, you know, wants to get into business and, like, kind of understand what it, you know, what it feels like. It's like, it's like bodybuilding, right? If you want to you know, gain some muscle, you have to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Not just once a month, once a week, or once a year. You have to do it consistently every single time. And you have long, to yeah. understand your nutrition. Now, you have to know what you have to eat in order to be able to supply your muscles. So that I like to reference as like, you know, reading and watching videos and educational things because you have to feed your brain. You have to mm-hmm. understand things. You have to learn things. Needs nutrients, order, yeah. yeah. And the same thing for, it's like working out and bodybuilding. Like you have to be consistent. If you stop, you stop. Nothing is going to go. But if you stay consistent, eventually you'll have the six pack. Mm -hmm. You'll have the big bicep. You'll have a nice body. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take time. Yeah. And consistency. Absolutely. So, hey, let's move on some more personal stuff. I think we covered some uh, good stuff about business. I mean, you guys are going to be hearing tons about business because we <laughs> have lot. some killers coming on <laughs> yeah so yeah how are you enjoying miami so far bro Miami's great I, I i love miami because um there's so much to do like you know i like the water like to be honest like if i live here like i feel like i would have a boat would you ever think about moving here here's the thing like i'm so i'm so like kind of spread with like where i want to go next obviously you want to move I everywhere move, bro. I'm, I'm moving yeah i'm moving out of maryland but I can't decide between like Florida, like you know, somewhere in Miami. I wouldn't, I wouldn't live in Miami. Like I, I I'm a very like, I like the quiet, like suburban neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So like, I would probably go out to like somewhere nice, like just very low key. Um, but like, I would say like Boca Raton. I think mean, Boca Raton. Boca, like, last yeah. time we were there, which which is pretty cool. Uh, so I would it's move somewhere. It's expensive, bro. It's Jeez. expensive, but it's I think it's uh, it's worth it. Uh, but I would move to Boca Boca Raton, Florida, or. Um, I'm thinking about joining uh, this man right here in Puerto Rico. Um, we we welcome you with open arms, bro. We, uh, what? I mean, people are going to have this question. So why are you in Puerto Rico, bro? <laughs> all right. All right. So, I mean, Puerto, Puerto Rico is 
has a few different facets for me because obviously, um, if you don't know, Puerto Rico has some really cool tax advantages for online business owners for the type of business I run. So I moved down there and restructured my company in Puerto Rico. And the advantages of me moving down there is I have a 4% corporate tax rate, which, I mean, it's kind of crazy and weird saying it just because, like, I haven't had actually the official end of the year taxes yet. So I think that's when it's going to be, like, real. When I'm going to be like, well, I I think my money. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I save this amount of money, which is pretty cool. But, I mean, besides the tax reasons, like, to be honest... It was a personal development move for me as well because I Mm -hmm. was complacent in Arizona and I was like living a very comfortable life and I just needed to... Yeah, because they had a nice house, nice pool. Yeah. Living comfortably. Yeah. So so they do have Amazon Prime in Puerto Rico, but I like to call it Amazon Subprime because the shipping times just are not like what it is in the US. Like if I was in Miami right now, I could get pretty much anything one day delivered in Puerto Rico, I'm waiting mostly over seven days for packages, which I'm kind of surprised about because I think there should be more infrastructure for the logistic process of shipping in Puerto Rico because I see so many people ordering stuff and I just see Puerto Rico flourishing right now. Like genuinely, Puerto Rico's blowing up right now. Totally. Like it's, it's impossible to get a property there. Yeah, like... I've been shopping for properties for a minute now, which I think we should get into because it's kind of crazy. Like, I know. And, you know, I'm trying to buy one next year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a hard market to be in right now because how the market's working is nothing is selling at its appraised value. So let's say there's a property on the market and it's you know $500,000 appraisal value, but the homeowners are selling it for $750,000. Then to close on that deal, you need two hundred fifty thousand dollars cash to you know basically on top of your down payment. On top of your down payment, and then just the financing is totally different. They don't use a standard MLS contract, so buying in Puerto Rico is something that I'm not a thousand percent confident yet. I've been looking at quite a few houses. I put numerous offers in, but right now I'm just kind of figuring out where I want to live. Because I'm in Dorado right now. It's cool. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's nice oceans, but I'm bored as shit, dude. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I visited them there. Well, and uh, it's nice. I mean, you can. It's you, gorgeous. It's like a five minute drive to the beach, and like you, you have like this private beach. You're just like chilling. I'm like, wow. It's it's a vibe to live, but it is a vibe. It, but yeah, I can see how it can get bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, uh, I get bored easily too. Like you know, I like to do things and. Maryland is not the place. For Maryland sure. Maryland is not the place. I mean, there's there's only so much you can do. And um, let me ask you this. So uh, what's the plan with all the tax saving that you're going to have? Are you going to, you know, splurge yourself with some Lambo? Or what, what's the plan? Oh, that's a good question, man. So my five-year plan with this whole Puerto Rico thing is to take pretty much all my tax savings, dump it into real estate, and by the time I leave Puerto Rico, I want my my portfolio to be as large as it can, which I think I can grow up pretty quickly if I do secure another multifamily property this year. And then next year, I'm just super bullish and getting properties. So that's where I'm trying to switch over a little bit of what I'm doing. Like right now I'm an entrepreneur, but I also want to become an investor. And I feel like I need to put on that hat in 2022. 
if I want to make this real estate stuff work, because being an investor is totally different than running a business. Yeah. I have to find the deals. I have to close on the deals. And then I might have to renovate some of these properties. So yeah, it's going to be a whole new grind, whole new business. But honestly, I, mean, I, I love real estate. Dude. Business. You know, you, you hustle and you try new things. It gives you the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like now you have, you know, you started with e-commerce and, you know, now you're doing YouTube and, you know, you're killing it on there. And, you know, you always try new things. And that's, mm-hmm. how, that's how you grow. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's how most rich people are made is because they do one thing, they master it. They build a team, outsource that, like have someone take care of that and then move on to the next Yeah. Thing. And then that's how you grow. Like that's that's how all those people are like killing it. And one thing I'll tell you about Puerto Rico that I really like about it is the environment and the vibes there. Mm-hmm. It seems like everyone's like super friendly in Puerto Rico, like a lot of very nice people, beautiful place. But then also what I love is how much my mind's been opened up to what wealth really is when I moved to Puerto Rico. Because the thing is like, I'm over here doing tax savings, right? But I'm a small fish. This this baby whole fish. yeah I'm I'm a baby fish. This tax code is called Act sixty, and the people inside Act sixty, there's billionaires inside here. And I think when it really hit me was when I was in a Facebook group. It's a Puerto Rican Facebook group for Act sixty, and just there's this guy who posted something just very randomly. He's like asking if you know anyone for some certain task, and I click on his profile picture. His name's Brock, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy's not only a past U.S. president candidate, but he's also a billionaire crypto trader who lives in Puerto Rico and just casually posting in these Facebook groups. So, like, I mean, for me, you've, I've never interacted with a billionaire online, so yeah. it was just kind of, like, weird. And then just seeing Dorado Beach East, which is this community of luxury, has been, like, an eye-opener for me because I told you, like, I've been trying to get into, like, some nice gyms in Puerto Rico. That's one of my problems in Dorado. Most of the gyms are, like, 30, 30 minutes away. There's one, like, 15 minutes away, but it's not that nice. You, you got to tell them how much Yeah, it, how much I, it that, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. So there's this community. It's called Dorado Beach, and they have a gym there and also some golfing. It's like a country club, right? Very, very exclusive. Very exclusive. And I was like, you know, I'm going to pay for it, like, whatever it costs. Like, I was like, if it costs $1,000 per person a month, I'll pay for it. Just for the networking connections, I'm like, let's do it. And I call them up, and I'm, I'm, I don't know what to expect, right? And the first few times I called them, they wouldn't even give me pricing. They were saying they needed their manager to be present. So finally, after like a week of trying to figure out what the hell does this country club cost and why are they keeping it so private, I get on the call with this lady and she's like, okay, like uh, Tan, the first initial cost is a $50,000 non-refundable initiation fee. And then it's $700 per month. So that was kind of like an eye opener for me because I've never heard of anything that costs $50,000 to join. There's levels to this thing. Yeah, there's levels to this. So that just kind of hit me in the head, and I'm like, yo, that's like so, a motivation. Yeah, like, so would you like, uh, you know, would you all, let's say you guys get very wealthy. Would you pay fifty grand for a G membership? I definitely would, 100%. You would? Me, absolutely, because I would the people you're surrounding yourself with there are some of the most incredible people in the world. Like, yeah. think about it. These people are from 
all aspects of life, all walks from different places in the U.S., different places in Puerto Rico, and they're killing it, dude. Everyone there, like, if you're at that gym and you're less than eight-figure net worth, then you probably shouldn't be there. Yeah, you're getting bullied. It's like, who's that guy right there? Yeah. Put him in the corner. He's poor. He's poor. Exactly. Get this peasant out of here. Yeah. But, I mean, I would pay just because, like Tan said, only takes one. One One relationship. One connection to change the trajectory of your life. Mm Mm-hmm. One connection. Let's say you become friends with a billionaire. And if people, if people, wealthy people, and I have someone like that in my life, if wealthy people like you, they're going to help you with so much stuff. They're going to connect you with the right people, give you the right opportunities. They will support you in so many different ways. If you find a kind, wealthy person, mm-hmm. that connection, even like just partnering and then doing some sort of business. Because one thing that you know, wealthy people know is that if they find someone with a specific skill set and they're good at it and they see value in that, they would want to work with you. For sure. Because now they don't have to do this thing, but they found someone who's experienced in that. Now they can have a whole new venture with that person. Mm-hmm. So the relations that you know, that's, you know, that brings us back to the first conversation that we had about the, 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 the event is like, hey, like you never know where you're going to meet. And mm-hmm. that relationship might lead to something bigger. Like we got together, created like a brand, and made made a good chunk of money. Yeah, and, and beyond that, I and mean, beyond the, that, yeah, the, the personal side, how we've helped each other develop exactly. and grow together. Because I truly think like we've surrounded each other, we've surrounded ourselves with each other very closely, and we've just been sharing our journey really transparently. So when I see fan crushing it, he gets motivated, and when I see fan crushing it, I'm like, shit, like I need a like start stepping on the gas. And I think that's why it's so important to surround yourself and become friends with people who are in a similar situation. Yeah, because, you know, as long as you surround yourself with people that elevate you in any way in life, mm-hmm. that's the right relationship to have. Yeah. Because it's, it's very rare to come across, but that type of relationship will make a significant difference in your life. Yeah, so I think everyone talks about, like, you know, you need to meet people in your life who are going to be beneficial to you do all this networking. But the question is how, because networking is not easy. Yeah. And like, I don't know, what are some tips we could give people to go out there and network? One of the things that I would say is like, go to events and even going to events, like the first few ones that I went to, like I haven't been to like a big crowd of, you know, random people and just started approaching them and having conversation. Like, obviously I was nervous, you know? Yeah, me too. Because, you know, you saw all these people and the thing is like most of this event, so like, it's cool to, you know, when you find people similar to your age or, you know, somewhere around that. Uh, but, you know, some of these people are like, you know, grown adults and, you know, you're this like 20 year old person trying to network. At the end of the day, you got to shoot a shot. Just, just, and most of the people that go to this event want to have conversations. That's mm-hmm. the other reason to go there is to build network and have a conversation. So uh, they're more open towards that. So like I highly recommend going to like, you know, masterminds, events, entrepreneurship, you know, if that's something that you're interested in or whatever it is that you're interested in. Because I'm sure there's a fair or like some sort of event for every profession, every hobby out there. Um, so just go to those events and talk to people and you never know who you're going to meet. And one thing I would say is like, talk to everyone. Like don't have this preconceived judgment of like, oh, I only talk to like, this type of person. Or, or like, judging people by their looks or yeah. anything. You will never know. Yeah. Trust me. 
when you find people, just talk to everyone without judging, and uh, you'll be surprised. Yo, man. Well, honestly, I think this was the perfect first episode of the Secure the Bag podcast. I mean, the first, the first before the first. first episode of first Secure the Bag. But anyways, I think this one was fire, and I think we got the backstory out, and I think the podcast with just us here are something that we should do pretty regularly, honestly. And you guys should let us know yeah. if you guys just like us sitting here and talking or if you guys like the guests because we're open to any content style. But yeah, yeah. I think this one was fun. Yeah, the goal is like with this, with this, with this podcast, just conversations, like real conversations, real topics, real life scenarios in our lives and people that are around us. And I feel like it's always awesome to have a have an idea of what, you know, people, how people see things and they're alive and take ideas and inspirations from that. And we're here to inspire as much as we can. I think, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people can benefit from this and I'm super actually excited. This is fun. Like I'm having a lot yeah, of fun me doing too. this. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Cause I really wanted to have like a more deeper connection, uh, and then more, be- you know, a better conversation, uh, type of video. And I think this is a really, really good place for us to have that. And uh, yeah, if that's something that you're interested in, all I ask from you, all we ask please, from you please. is please, please go ahead, like this video, subscribe. It motivates us to keep it going. I mean, we're not, we don't give up, so we're going to keep going regardless, but it'll be nice. It'll be go nice. Ahead, yeah, come on. Hit just that, just that, hit that fucking yeah, like just, just button. Come on, right? come on. Just once. Just once. <laughs> uh, but anyways. Yeah, and yeah, you got to share it too. Our director right here asked you guys to share it and you, yeah, you got to listen to him. He's going to pull up on you. He's pull up. All right. He's going to pull I, I don't. I mean, we know we don't know yet. But this, any links? If you want to just hear the audio, like yeah. hear our like you know nice voice, Be- beautiful tones, know. beautiful tones. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <you> gotta, <laughs> we'll do a little bit of SMR, like you know, extra. ASMR. We'll just, <laughs> no, we'll do uh, an extra feature for people that go in those uh, audio yeah, only yeah. places. We'll yeah, do, like, we'll, we'll eat. We'll eat some like juicy. Like I hear people. I see people eating like um, seafood. Like we just yeah. eat shrimps and stuff. Or, or if if you want to get access to fans' uncensored content, you can go to his OnlyFans <laughs> and check it out for extra content. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll leave that link down in the description, <laughs> and we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Peace Hi, out, guys. Man.